Welcome to the Anonymous Podcast. I'm Douglas L., your host. You can now contact me directly via text, 919-675-1058. That's 919-675-1058. Or join our Facebook group at the Anon Podcast. That's T-H-E-A-N-O-N-P-O-D-C-A-S-T to fellowship with other guests. This podcast aims to be a commentary and discussion of Narcotics Anonymous literature, aiming to enrich the recovery experience of those who are on this beautiful journey. This podcast should not replace contact with your sponsor, your involvement with Stepwork, or participation in the fellowship. Please use this podcast as another resource toward our collective growth as addicts in recovery. We're simply addicts seeking recovery. Nothing more, and for sure, nothing less. Now let's get started. 12 November, Removing Barriers to Inclusiveness. We start to look more carefully at what makes a meeting feel safe and welcoming. Living Clean, Chapter 4, Disability. We know the struggles of addiction firsthand, the danger and degradation. We remember what it was like to walk into our first meeting, to feel that initial spark of hope. We pray for the addict who still suffers, and we feel for them because we've been there Our empathy helps us to see our meetings, meeting places, and all of the social interactions surrounding them through others' eyes. We genuinely want every addict seeking recovery to feel safe and welcome when they walk through the doors. When we're on our spiritual A-game, empathy guides our choices and ensures that we are inclusive. It's easy to get lazy, however. We neglect the proper consideration of others' needs. We may even justify our complacency and squash new ideas with the classic, this is the way we've always done it. Experience has a way of nudging out such smugness. When a home group member comes to need a wheelchair, it highlights the necessity of an accessible meeting place. When a hard of hearing member explains the importance of visual cues in communication, we follow their lead. We change the room's setup with attention to lighting, acoustics, and sight lines. When new members come from outside the dominant culture, we go out of our way to welcome them. If diversity challenges us personally, perhaps we need to examine our reservations about the NA message. We recommit to the proposal that any addict can find recovery in NA. Empathy, generosity, and inclusiveness guide us toward a new perspective on helping addicts find a safe and welcoming place to surrender. As the first tradition suggests, we put our common welfare first. We plan for needs that haven't yet surfaced. We remove barriers to participation, physical, perceptual, or cultural, and do what's in our power to make NA truly available to us all. I will look at my home group with fresh eyes and imagine how someone different from me might experience it. What can I do to make first-time attendees feel safer and more welcome? All right, welcome back, everyone. This is November 12th, and removing barriers to inclusiveness. 
What's happening, Paul? Hey, Doug. How are you Saturday morning? <laughs> For the folks that don't know, Paul was just giving me a little love lesson right before we hit, right before we hit record. With the velvet glove. <laughs> oh, man, is it good to laugh. Man. So, Paul, what's your thoughts removing barriers to inclusiveness? Well, listen, I, I, I think we're going to have a little bit of a fight because this is, it says at the end of the second paragraph, this is the way we've always done it. Mm. And I know <laughs> that we struggle with the, the piece of we've always done it this way, and it's been working for a long time in Narcotics Anonymous, but Narcotics Anonymous is a living and breathing organism that needs to evolve, that needs to change where it needs to change and stay the same where it needs to stay the same. And the the uh, push and pull of that is difficult sometimes. Uh, listen, this is this goes back to for me when I read this, this goes back to me for me to 1990. I was the year having been diagnosed with HIV and myself and two other uh, a, a husband and wife who were HIV positive decided to start a meeting called Health and Recovery. Okay. And it was for people who were dealing with being HIV positive in the fellowship. And we went to the area and the area was like, we don't, we don't, we don't need a special meeting. We, everybody should be able to go to any meeting. And, and we were very clear that everybody was welcome to this meeting, whether you were HIV positive or not. This was just a safe place to talk about people dealing with health in recovery. Uh, and the meeting happened and ran for a long time and then, you know, went away like meetings do. Um, but it was valuable in the moment. And listen, uh, it, it's happened with gay meetings. It's happened with uh, women's meetings. It's happened with men's meetings and all of that kind of thing. And I get the idea. And I'm, listen, I'm old school. You can go to any meeting and it doesn't matter and all of that stuff. But look, I, I attend an uh, LGBTQ meeting NA meeting when I can. It's on Sunday nights and I'm usually wor working. Um, shout out to the, and the category is recovery meeting on Sunday nights. Mm. Um, and cool name. yeah, well, it comes from a, a, a gay show uh, about the ballroom circuit and, and they say, and the category is, oh, and okay. so recovery. So, um, but anyway, mm. but, but anyway, there are people in that room who are so hurt and damaged, who are so fearful of mainstream, heteronormative, you know, they have been damaged so profoundly that I don't know if they could go into another meeting and be who they are. And so are we talking, are we talking present time? This would be, we're, we're, we're thinking this would be gay, lesbian, the uh, transgender, that, that non-binary, all the, of that stuff. Right. And you're making the comparison of circa 90 um, HIV positive. Yeah. You know, that feeling. Yeah, it was, like, very, hey, it may was not a be... dangerous thing to say that out loud. And I, listen, I, listen, I don't know if, you know, we, there's a, 
there's a part where people go, well, it's much better, it's much more different. But if you come from a very hurtful environment where you saying who you truly are gets, gets you beat down physically, emotionally, and mentally, hmm. you're not inclined to walk into a, a, a room of strangers and tell your truth. You're just not. No matter how many people are telling you, hey, it's okay to do that. And day. no matter so, how many people that say, we love you, it's okay. And, and so yeah. what's, the, what's the hurt for that meeting to exist? Is there really a hurt to, for that meeting to exist? Well, Paul, that's, a, really... that's, a question, that's a question that, that we need to ask is, is saying, hey, look, and I guess do, is, is, the, is the acceptable term special interest, is that, is that kind of like the common yeah. term now? Okay. I mean, I, I would use that special interest. Yeah, something like that. So these special interests, is the perspective, you know, is the big issue this? Is it, is it, hey, if everybody creates a meeting with some kind of special interest, are we spiraling outside of the primary purpose that any addict, you know, can come and hear this message? Is that, is that the, is that kind of like the, the I, I think the that might be the argument to not have it. Right. But here, look, just remember if you are a, a, a 16-year-old trans kid who is afraid to and is getting beat down at home and is afraid to go anywhere, a regular NA meeting is special interest. Outside of you, yeah, for, for that person, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, Do you know we, what I'm saying? Think we think about look, it that I way. grew up... Yeah. I, I grew, I grew up in a, we're all in one tent, we're all doing it together, and I'm not, listen, I'm not the pro special interest voice here, but I have to change with the times, and I have to say, does it really affect me if somebody else wants to do it differently? Won't, won't a higher, a loving and caring higher power take care of our fellowship? Mm and deal with it in its own time and its own space. And if it's not meant to exist, it won't. And if it is meant to exist, I don't need to be the force to say this can't happen. I hate to get too political here. No, it's but that's so, beautiful. It's, so, it's really sort of like, it's sort of like that when straight people say gay marriage, it, 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 it hurts straight marriage. Does it, does it, does it really hurt? Does it really hurt if, if someone else across town is doing something? Does it really affect you? Does it really affect your meeting and your home group? If some other meeting over there is doing it something, is it really affecting NA as a whole? Is it? That's the question. That's the tradition argument. Does it affect NA as a whole? And look, all I'm doing is asking the question, and there can be all kinds of things after this podcast where people go, "Yes, it does. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. No, it doesn't." You know I don't what, know. Which is cool to have some dialogue. Absolutely, like we can lean into this. That's that's really cool, Paul. You know, my experience. I have I have a couple pieces of experience with, you know, with like the the designated what would, would it be alternative lifestyle, you know, clubhouses or you know, gay and lesbian clubhouses or something like this down mm -hmm. in Atlanta. I couldn't get couldn't get an uber or whatever across town and there was the the gay clubhouse you know right next to where i was at and uh, yeah. so i phoned them up man i called them up and they said yeah come on you know i went there it was a fucking amazing meeting i felt welcomed you know what i'm talking <laughs> like it, it was I, I, you know and all that yeah. stuff and I, and wonder look, if, this... 
I wonder if nobody's we, being uh, forced out of any of our meetings. Nobody says you can't come. Nobody's if that's not some that. misinformation though, Paul. I, do do let me ask you this. Here's a question that 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 as you support a a you know the special interest meeting, whatever that is, do you do a good enough job, do you feel, of of carrying that Welcoming. message to folks? You know what I'm saying? They're saying, hey, look, we're it, you don't have to be X, Y, and Z to be here. Come on with it. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't know if I do. A, we, look, we can all do a better job of carrying the message. We can all do a better job. But that's a, that's a good point. That is a good point. But look, here's the thing. The last line of this reading for today is I. It, this is not look at other people's stuff. It tells you to look at your stuff. Mm. Which is which is classic NA. We'll we'll sit for an, for 10, 15 minutes discussing other people, yeah. but when it, but the end the end is look at your stuff and it says I will look at my home group with fresh eyes and imagine how someone different from me might experience it. What can I do? Not what anybody else can do. What can I do yeah. to make first time attendees feel safer and more welcome? That's the action item that we all need to do. Look at our space and our actions in regards to other people. Thank you all again for spending your time with us today on the Anonymous Podcast. I encourage you all to focus on that magic six-letter word, others, as we go out into the world. Stop by the Facebook page, fellowship with other guests, or send me a text. Let me know if you'd like to be a guest or if you have any ideas on future podcasts. Until next time, I'm your host, Douglas L. Namaste and God bless. Mm-hmm.